Welcome to Beyond the Shire. My name is Jack Wolf. My last two podcasts, I had one on Easter, talking about what happens after Easter. One right before that, I kind of focus on fishing. And uh, just want to kind of continue on with those themes a little bit and kind of what we're called to. Jesus said, Behold, I'll call you fishers of men. This implies that mankind needs to be caught, needs to be taken out of their comfortable environment. Now, we know when we talk about fishing, we're not, quote unquote, rescuing the fish because we know we catch fish and eat the fish. But there's a big metaphor here. Because the disciples were fishermen, they were active, they were engaged, they were involved. And I have a great podcast on that. Check it out about fishing. But we're rescuing the fish. And for the sake of the metaphor here, we're taking the fish out of an environment that they're used to and introducing them to a new environment. The larger point here is, again, that Christianity is a call to action. It's a call to engagement. It's not a call to find a good church community. It's not a call to have just a good worship experience. It's not a call to get into a church where I can better understand the Greek and Hebrew. If you're going to get into a good church community, that church community needs to be engaged in the culture, overcoming the powers of darkness and rising up and standing up for God's goodness and who he is, seeing people set free. If we're going to worship, we have an experience with God to be transformed in our own lives, to bring that transformation into the world that we live in. It's not a call uh, to church to help us to enjoy the world more. We don't get saved so we can just kind of enjoy the world more and have a better time and hang out with people that we like and speak the same language and understand the same things. As a Christian, we are called to help rescue those that are in darkness. We are called to help rescue those that are under the power of the enemy and are not aware of it any more than the fish is aware of what he's actually swimming in until we rescue that fish and bring him out into this new environment, to bring people into the knowledge of the Son of God and who made them and his love for them. Colossians 1.13 says this, that Christ has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son that he loves. If that's true for you, then it's true for everybody else who needs that has not yet experienced it. This deliverance that we have experienced, this this freedom that we have in Christ, this knowledge of the son of God that we know came because of a battle, because of a fight, because of the warfare, Jesus coming as a man and defeats the powers of darkness. He is, as I've said in previous podcasts, the second Adam. God's always had the power. I'll say this probably again later, but God's always had the power. But there was this this time where the enemy defeated mankind, and God got it back through bringing the second Adam, Jesus, and walking perfectly as a a fully God and fully man and, and bought back what the enemy, what what Adam gave up. God never lost it. (laughs) He's never lost anything. We're the one that lost it. And this was God's way of getting back what we lost. And he defeated the powers of darkness and the the ability that the enemy had hold over man. Now the enemy no longer has hold over man. The enemy has no hold over God, but he had a hold over mankind. And Jesus Christ came, walked in a, a sinless life walked in the power of, the, of, of, of fully man and fully spirit and defeats the powers of darkness and buys us back. He didn't need bought back, but God was always, God's always the king of kings. He's always the Lord of lords. 
But Jesus did not come to give us just a life to enjoy here on earth and enjoy some good Bible studies. He came to prepare and equip us for every good work. Second Timothy tells us this. We're called to be a good soldier. A good soldier? The Bible calls us a soldier. The Bible tells us as a soldier that we're not caught up in civilian affairs. When we send a soldier somewhere, we don't want the soldier to get involved in the civilian affairs of where they're going because they're going to a specific place to do battle and to push back the powers of darkness wherever they go. We know right now that that there are wars going on. And, and those soldiers that are there fighting, they are, they are fighting against the, the powers of evil. They're, and they're not going to just kind of settle in and, and go to a coffee shop and hang out and find a good place to, to read a good book. And not that they can't have coffee, not that they can't read a book, but they know why they're there. They know what they're involved in, and they know what the battle's about. The church is not called to get caught up in all the drama, but to see what's going on through spiritual eyes. And we are to stand and fight for the kingdom of God. A good soldier. You're a soldier. You've been called. And you can be equipped to stand against those things. And to, yes, to guard ourselves against just getting sucked into the civilian affairs of life. Where we're no longer fighting. That we've forgotten. That we've laid down the weapons that God's given us. He speaks about us competing as an athlete. According to the rules, Paul says. You know, this is a very serious game we're all involved in. And just like every athletic game, there's somebody who wins and somebody who loses. And in every game, matters. In every game, the competition is start. And in every game, we compete and we train to be able to compete strongly. And thank God, Jesus has won that game for us. And he has called us to compete in this race, in this field, to push back the opposition to push back that opposition is trying to win his game and declare the light of Jesus Christ. He reminds us that we're hardworking farmers. I've done some farming in my life and I've plowed fields, getting the fields ready for soil. I mean, getting the soil ready for seed. Sorry about that. For some good seed. In our world, we easily forget how much work is involved in getting something good to eat. We dash into Kroger's or Whole Foods or Fresh Market or Lidl or wherever you happen to shop and be able, it's so easy, but we, we, we have forgotten how much hard work goes into that. The soil needs to be broken up. It needs to be plowed. It needs to be tilled. It needs to be prepared that a seed can rece- be received in that soil. He's calling us to, to be farmers, to till the soil, to break up the, the hard ground where the seed can be sown. The disciples embraced early on what Jesus had to say. I mean, come on, think of it. I mean, he comes and they had this idea that, man, this whole new kingdom, it was, it was talked about in the Old Testament. You know, this, this, this heaven, this, this kingdom where Israel and, you know, just the, the heritage that it would have. The new, you know, when we, 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 you can go back and read these stories, you know, even going to the promised land and all that metaphor that kind of leads us to this, right? And, and so when Jesus comes along promising a new kingdom and new life in this new world, they were impressed by everything he taught, all the promises that he made. And they were taken back by his powers over the powers of darkness and being able to heal people and just the you know, amazing things that he did. He had a huge following. 
But as we know, things went quickly from good messages and great lunches with fish and bread to, to evil, a battle, a crucifixion. That folks, if you studied it, it would make you sick to your stomach if you got into the, to the real uh, uh, details of what took place in Jesus and what happened to his body. I read a physician's account of the crucifixion and I could hardly get through the article. No, this was not any more about loaves and fishes and walking on water. Something greater was at stake. And Jesus paid that ultimate price. Talk about a battle. Talk about warfare. Yes, we know this was not something that the disciples were too excited about. In fact, we know that when Jesus was crucified, just John was there. And I don't know if he was there for Jesus or because the Bible tells us he was there comforting his mom. It was a war. It was a battle. The powers of darkness trying to, to, to defeat God so that God wouldn't redeem man. But the battle was not against, you know, it was that Jesus laying down his life for us, the battle that we lost that he now wins. But God's the always one. Again, I said he's always had the power. But God redeems us back with this great love. And we know how it turned out, don't we? Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And I love this verse right here, Colossians 2.15. The Bible said he disarmed the powers and authorities, and he made a public spectacle of them and triumphed over them by the cross. See that language right there, disarmed the powers. It's talking about a battle. It's talking about a fight. It's talking about warfare. When Jesus appears to people after he rose again, after his suffering, he presented himself to many, gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. And he appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. Now he tells them, he tells the disciples, he tells this group, don't leave Jerusalem. Because when I, when I rise here, when I get ready to lift off, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and he said, you are going to receive power that you would be able to be witnesses in the world. And, and not just a witness like telling people, but you are going to be empowered with my power. It's going to come on you in the fullness. So you, you, you will have everything that you need. And I'm asking you to be a hardworking farmer, an athlete, a warrior, a battler, to stand against the powers of darkness that I defeated. But now there is work to be done. There is something to get engaged in. We must go out and do this work. The Bible has called us to be equipped. When we read the book of Acts, there's little discussion in the book of Acts about people finding a good church that would just meet their needs. I'm just looking for like a, a good worship service. I'm looking for a study where I can connect, where or I can just know more about the Bible. Read the Bible. The emphasis is on being equipped and trained and engaged. How we stand and how we speak and how we battle is certainly important. And how we push back where we see, you know, the enemy trying to rise up, but we want to lift Christ up. We want to be engaged in this. In fact, isn't it interesting that, that an angel says to those as they, they watch Jesus lift off, like, okay, guys, here's my little paraphrase. Let's get busy. Let's get after it. When you read the book of Acts, again, start in the beginning. Look at it. L look at the culture. Look at what's being said. Look at how the disciples engage, and look what the focus was really on. 
Start there. Look at every story. Focus in. What did Paul write about? What were the instructions about? What were they standing against? What were they overcoming? How did they do these things? And the things that you and I face today is still the same. And you know what? I'm sure I'm, you're like me. And, and, and I don't, maybe you're not like me. I mean, uh, but you, we sit and we shake our head at the news. We, we shake our head at the moral spiral that is out of control in our world. The redefinition of so many things, the complete disregard for anything holy and righteous. But shaking my head is not going to get the job done. Just getting into a good church once in a while, not necessarily going to help. You know, not having better arguments and flying off on Facebook and all that is not necessarily going to get the job done. I don't have time to get into this, but read Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Just go ahead, grab your Bible after the podcast and read it. See what's going on here about lawlessness. And let me throw this little caution in. Running around in a spirit of self-righteousness will only divide. I used to say this many years ago when I pastored. The Pharisees are the same yesterday, today, and forever. God's not called us to be a Pharisee. He called us to be a warrior. He's called us to be a champion. He's called us to, to be filled with His Spirit, to be equipped, to, be, to stand, to speak up, to know how to speak up and how to speak out. I pastored a church for many years, and to be honest, I loved pastoring. But now, at my, at my age, and it's not about my age, it's about my walk with the Lord. If I pastored a church today... I would have two main things I would focus on probably every single week. Number one would be intimacy with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Be number one. And number two would be equipping and training for the battle that we're in. And as Jesus said, we can do greater things than him because there's so many of us. He came. He defeated. He did battle. And he's called us to engage in the world that we live in. I'll be honest with you, and please forgive me for this if I make anybody mad. Um, this is considered a little, I don't know, prophetic voice, if you will, like when Jeremiah and other prophets spoke. They said things that actually Israel didn't like, and I'm not trying to proclaim myself as a prophet, but only speaking the things that are on my heart with the Lord. And that is, frankly, that I've grown weary of clever messages that seem to be, you know, more culturally, how to be more culturally relevant, how to, you know, have a better understanding of the culture. You know, if we understand the culture, you know, we don't let the culture determine what the Bible says. We are here to lift up the word and to lift up the truth and to see people set free. I've grown weary of, of seeing these things on how do we really fit in and how, we must be careful. Well, not to offend. And I understand that if it comes from a self-righteousness, but the word does divide. It does separate. It does. There's a time where the sheep and the goat will be separated. There, the, the, these things are real. We, we must get into the word and read it over and over and over again and read the stories. What's it saying? Where's our struggle really at? You know, my intention in the coming weeks on this podcast is to try to embrace these very things, how to have intimacy with the Father, and how to help you be equipped. There's great pastors all over this country, all over the world, but great pastors alone will never get it done. 
But if you're a believer, I pray that you would engage and ask the Lord, show me how to fight, how to stand, how to do warfare. Help me engage as a good soldier, as a farmer. Help me to get in this. And if you're in it, great. Great. Get in it. Stay in it. But I pray that in the coming weeks, that, you know, that I, I can maybe share some things with us on, in these, on these topics and pray that I'll have the grace to be able to, to do that very thing. And when I don't deliver, just be gracious to me. I frankly feel called to the church at large to bring a message that I feel is needed in the age we live in. Maybe that sounds too bold, but I'm asking the Lord to open doors for me. If you can help me open those doors, I will. But I want to see the church fired up, re-equipped, stirred, fired about what's going on in the world, and not just reading the news, but making the news. We are the good news. We have the ability we have the power, we have the Holy Spirit, we have his word to see people set free and to see the powers of darkness pushed back and to see the light of Jesus Christ lifted up and people becoming free, truly free. God's asking us, I'm asking you, the Holy Spirit's equipping us. No one person is the answer. Yeah, he's the only answer. There's only one true leader of the church, that's Jesus Christ. The rest of us, well, we're just a part of it. And he needs you and I to be engaged in the world that we live in and the battle that we're facing, and we shall overcome, and greater things shall we do. I hope you have a great week. Thank you for everything you are doing, and I pray that you will continue to increase and walk in the power and the purposes of the Holy Spirit that he has for you in the world that we live in, the community that we're engaged in. Until next time, have a great week.